Welcome, guys, to the SPACs Attack. Today, we got an action-packed show. We're going to talk a little bit about SPC. I don't know if you guys saw that launch, that space flight. We'll definitely take a look at that. We're going to talk about some earning plays coming out, some votes. We're going to look at our watch list. Definitely another great action-packed SPACs Attack. So hit the like, and let's get the show started. What's going on, traders? What's going on? Welcome back to the Spacks Attack. What's up, Chris? What's up, Mitch? How we doing Monday? Hey, another day, another day. Got through the weekend, battled through the Fauci-ouchies, and ready to get through the day, ready to see my SPAC portfolio start moving up. I won't be mad at it. I've been keeping an eye. I'm, I'm going to take a look to see overall what we're moving on up. I will talk about some of the positions I'm still in the green with, and I will mention one stock that I got out of. Transparency. That's what we do here on SPACs Attack. So definitely, guys, hit the like, hit the like, smash that like button. Let's get it started. Chris, what's going on out there? What's moving? I did see something like a, a space flight. What happened there, man, dude? Got to know this. Yeah, let's start with that uh, space flight as our top story. So we have SPCE, Virgin Galactic. So the VSS Unity spacecraft completed its space flight from New Mexico's Spaceport America. Um, you know, announcements over Twitter from several people with Virgin Galactic. So that vehicle powered to a height of 55 miles and then glided back down to Earth. Um, so the company now expects to clear the Federal Aviation Administration milestones with that flight. They can hold six passengers and two pilots. Um, and these tickets are being sold around 200000 to 250000 each. They have more than 600 paying customers. This was a major step in Virgin Galactic's uh, flight plan to get passengers up to space. Um, their next test, it looks like they would actually uh, send founder Sir Richard Branson up to space. And then remember the story I said last week, too, was that they were also uh, partnering with NASA. So they had part of that on this flight. So, you know, obviously a, a strong showing from them. And, you know, this was a major story that, that I've been talking about for weeks. But, yeah, that that third space flight, you know, getting up there. So, Mitch, I think we've got some uh, video from that space flight, what do you think? Yeah, let's have some fun. Let's take a look here. So what I'm going to show you guys is from that first launch. And remember, this was the first one from New Mexico, right, Chris? That's right. All right, let's go ahead and take a look here, guys. Let's see what we see here. Three, two, one, release, release, release. This is the part I love. Ready? Fire. 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 I don't know about you, but that gets me excited, Chris. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> awesome to see. I mean, I, I don't really want to go up to space anytime in the, the near future. What? Put me in. But, but, I mean, this looks pretty exciting. And, you know, also capturing some awesome images, right? Because, you know, they've got video. They've got photos of Earth from space. You know, look at that thing just take off. Like this was the the yeah, best the best result that they could have had. It only takes Again. thirty seconds for it, right? Yeah, no surprise that shares you know were rocketing Ooh. higher this morning. It looks like we're up about thirteen percent to uh, right now. There was some profit taking this morning. Look at that view. Yeah, exactly. 
I don't know about you, but I need to see. I I always talked about, I want to see an earth rise. (laughs) Forget the sunrise. (laughs) I want to see an earth rise. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Yeah, no, this is. Fully deployed, point Charlie complete. Super exciting. You know, there were were several stories, right? Because they had. That, that bad test flight in December, you know, where they aborted um, before making it all the way up, you know, so there were some risks with holding shares of this going into the launch, right? Because they could have, you know, canceled the test flight. They could have had a, a malfunction, um, but ultimately they got, you know, the best result they could have gotten, right? I mean, they, they made it to space and, and now it furthers their timeline. So, you know, I think we're going to see a little bit of a sell-off in SPCE today, but I think this thing, you know, starts seeing some positive momentum, you know, going into a timeline with the FAA and, and really, you know, several catalysts going forward, right? When when will Sir Richard Branson go to space? When can they take passengers to there space? There you go. And, That's what you know, we'll be waiting for, right? And, and also Blue Origin, right? One of their rivals from uh, Amazon founder Jeff Bezos. How much are they going to charge to take people up to space? Because Virgin Galactic kind of was first to say, hey, we're going to start taking reservations. And they charged 200000 to 250000 What happens if Blue Origin comes out and charges, you know, more than that? Or they charge less than that. How does Virgin Galactic react? Do they change their price or do they just, you know, let everything ride and know that they're capable of whatever price, you know, taking people to space? So a couple stories to watch, Mitch. I don't know about you, but did you see how they had like that kind of that evolution going into their plane here? Yeah, <laughs> I think it's interesting. That's why I paused it there. I thought yeah, it was like really right cool on there it. showing. Yeah, it's and, like. A, and that's, and they actually have another um, uh, spaceship that they've uh, shown pictures of since then, um, you know, and that one hasn't done test flights yet. So, you know, they're they're ever evolving, right? They're, they're going to keep doing new spacecraft, um, you know, so several stories to watch. Um, you know, obviously, you know, as Mitch has said, you know, it would be nice to see them diversify, get more revenue from a NASA or from some partners rather than just that passenger revenue. Because ultimately, you know, how many people are going to be able to afford a, a trip to space? So, you know, great positive news, but also keep that on the back burner that, you know, how sustainable is their business model going forward? Um, but great weekend news, um, you know, out of this former SPAC. So SPCE, the big story today. To the moon! <laughs> yeah, I mean, they actually, you know, are, are getting to the moon, unlike some of these other uh, companies out there. So uh, we'll turn to to the rest of the headlines now. So one of the headlines on Friday that we didn't talk about was uh, uh, FSR Fisker announced that they will develop the first all-electric Pope mobile. Not a huge revenue driver, obviously, but could get some nice branding out there for them. You know, that Fisker is making the Pope mobile. I did see several stories out there. So, you know, interesting to, to see that note. And then we have ALTU. So ALTU um, was rumored to be targeting Arion, Arion Supersonic, a, a company, you know, offering to, to fly people in, in record times to big cities around the world. We got news last week that Arion Supersonic has actually shut down operations and will no longer be a business. So it looks like ALTU is back to the drawing board um, at finding a target. 
Then we have DCRB, Decarbonization Plus Acquisition. They're merging with Hyzon Motors, a hydrogen company. Hyzon announced a partnership this morning um, you know, for new fuel cell-powered commercial mobility applications. Um, nice positive news out there. Hyzon has actually had you know, a couple um, news since announcing that merger. So keep an eye on this one. And then no new deals today. We did have a couple rumors late Friday. So up first, we have ticker L-E-G-O. No, this is not Lego, the, the toys that you hope to not step on in the middle of the night. The, this is L-E-G-O, the SPAC. They are rumored to be taking Algoma Steel, a Canadian steel company, public. Um, this is according to Bloomberg. Steel has been one of the better performing sectors in 2021. So very excited to see this. I own shares of LEGO. This is actually one I called out on the show to, to buy the units, right? So units of LEGO, LEGOU, you could buy the units and actually get a common share and a full warrant um, right around that $10 price. So now you've got some upside. I still own those units. Um, so I now have common shares and warrants. So I'm excited to see if they announce this steel deal. I think it'll get some love from um, the market because steel has been so hot. And, and then our other uh, rumor last week was automotive data company Wejo, which is partially backed by General Motors uh, in talks with a virtuoso acquisition. That's ticker VOSO. Then I won't spend too much time uh, on our calendar because that's actually what we're going to be diving into with the middle segment. So that's what I've got, Mitch, um, for headlines and those two rumors. Uh, you know, Mitch, uh, did you catch that news then that uh, Fisker is going to be making an electric Pope mobile? No, I didn't. And it, actually, that makes me excited because, I mean, I, I don't have the stock right now, but when the two stocks that I wrote down on my shopping list, you guys heard me talk about my shopping list last week, the EVs that I wrote down, one I've already have, which is XPEV, because I wanted some... Uh, I wanted some Chinese EV kind of market access. And the one in the United States that I was looking at was Fisker. I mean, I, I, I definitely did see it. And one of the things that you could use on Fisker, guys, is definitely use kind of more of a monthly approach also because it's done such a huge pullback. This is when I start like using monthlies because you have so much to go off of. And 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 let's go ahead and let, I'll, t I'll show you right here. So Fisker, right? It went all the way up towards that 30, looking great going up there towards that 32. And actually we were getting good news to get released up there. And so that's that's what I'm trying to see. So if the, if the good news was being priced in up there, it looks like it could get back up there. Now you've had this pullback all the way kind of towards this and, and I always like using some prior levels, right, guys? So if you use this resistance here from the 1st of February this month here and you look over, look how it's pulled back towards that month. And so a lot of times what I look for is what do I look for, Chris? I say uh, often this, this three-month pullback, three months of pullback. Let's see if we can get another one month of huge drive or maybe a couple sideways months getting us back up here towards a, maybe a 22 look. I do like this stock. I'm going to look for maybe a smaller pullback here. 
Um, I'm looking for a pullback today closer towards this 1150 and 12. But today we already touched this 12, so we might not get there again. Let's see if it can break this low, which is 1194 on the day. And I'd look for an entry somewhere near this 1150, which is where I would got in on the 18th of May. So that's that's kind of the same entry look. So I'm trying to get back towards that entry that I would have taken before. And then I can at least risk off of the same level and actually give myself kind of this bottom double bottom look. Let's see if it starts moving up. It's an interesting one to watch. Definitely Fisker. Yeah. And I think that's a a great positive news piece out of them, right? Because Fisker doesn't have vehicles out yet. So what can they do to keep their story moving? They can talk about reservation numbers. They have these partnerships they've signed with Magna and Foxconn. And and now they've also got the Pope mobile, right? Which is going to get them all kinds of press. It's also going to get, you know, their brand right on that Pope mobile. And, and, and Mitch, I got to say, you know, the, the Fisker Pope mobile, I, I think is going to be able to be used in several locations. But I also heard that Nicola was in the running for the Pope mobile. But unfortunately, then the Pope would have only been able to ride going downhill. Yeah, and that pine I would work not as much, you know. Uh, it's not always sexy just to push down the hill, you know. I had I had to get my zing in there, so I've been well, I've been holding that one all weekend. You, you know, one thing, that. one one company, an area that I've been seeing getting recently picked up, and and we didn't talk about that we were going to get into this, but it's just something on my head is these electric scooter companies. It's been coming up, right, Chris? You know how I like to pay attention to patterns, and I've been seeing the pattern there. And one thing I'll tell you is that I've ridden these. I, I could actually show you a lot of these apps, the Bird app. Um, I've even used the Lyft scooter. Um, I've there's a there's a Razor one. Did you know Razor has an electric one? Yep. And then yeah, so Bird is going uh, public in a SPAC deal, um, and then we have the news out that Ford. Um, might be spinning off uh, Spin is the name of theirs, um, that electric scooter. I've never r- ridden on these, Mitch, but <laughs> I, I see Let's them all Let's just say the, I've gone a little bit fast I, on them. I see them all the time downtown um, Grand Rapids here. And, and the one thing I'll, I will say, Mitch, on, on a more um, serious note is that we actually had news out that there was a accident uh, on one of those scooters. I don't know which company um but it ended up being you know with a uh, fatality because someone ended up you know crashing their scooter into something so one of the questions i have with those is the liabilities i i think and, and mitch you can tell me when when you sign up for one and you put in your money or whatever you, you, you sign your life you away, sign, i was gonna say you sign some <laughs> type of waiver so I don't know if necessarily it's a financial risk to these companies, but obviously it's a headline risk, right? Just because you're mm-hmm. not going to get sued doesn't mean there's not going to be news out there that that someone died, you know, using your product. But it's also the same with cars, right? I mean, there's fatalities with, with uh, you know, vehicles all the time too. So I, I think the big thing with these electric scooters and some of these smaller like electric, uh, you know, motorbikes, they really caught on over in Asia, Right. You know, due to the, the demographics and the density of cities. But I think they start to catch on more and more here, you know, in the cities. One of the things, um, you know, I love when we have uh, Mark from Arkamoto 
um, FUV on some of the shows is he says, you know, the majority of trips in vehicles are like five miles or less, right? You're going to the grocery store, you know, you're going, you know, just to do an errand or something. Why do you need to get in a, a gas powered vehicle to, to do that? when you can get into, you know, a smaller electric vehicle to get that trip done. So something to watch with these scooters. I know I, I see them all the time and people use them to, to get to and from work or, you know, just to have some fun too, you know, on the weekends. I can say I have been one of those people that used it for work. I used it for that same reason, Chris. And it, I mean, it, it gets you a good, let's say if you're even three, four or five miles out, pretty relatively quickly. I mean, sometimes even faster than in a car, especially in the high traffic times in the morning where you can't, you can't even get past the light in a downtown area. To, to tell you the truth, on the sidewalk with the scooter, I'll get past everybody. And, and, and I think, you know, in the long run, one thing you're going to see is this is going to become kind of a reopening play also, because with the reopening, one of the things you're going to start seeing is a lot of people go out, start checking some stores, go back to retail. They're going to be going to downtown. That kind of area is going to actually come back. And so that's what I'm looking forward. And also, I'm just seeing these companies. It would be an interesting uh, approach. Definitely not saying to go ahead and load the boat in these. But when I see patterns, I like to call them out. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's take a look at our watch list and see what we got moving on the day. And then we'll definitely get towards our middle segment, which is uh, the area where we want to get into. We're going to start looking at some earnings that are coming up, some vault calendars. So let's take a look. Let's get into our watch list. All right. All right, guys, let's go ahead and let's get into our stocks here. Let's take a look here. What do we got moving? Of course, look on the top, the rocket, the rocket that is SBCE. Not a bad day, man. I mean, it, it got all the way up there to 25. You know, one of the things that I'd, I'd point out about SPCE is that I think Chris and I were right about this one. Uh, there was a time where I, I was near kind of this $20, to, uh, $20 and I said I could see it breaking down closer towards the 16 and then and kind of we got in this level to 16 really hold up. And then one of the things that we always like to see is a big volume bar. Um, I'm pretty sure this might have come from a Kathy sell here. This 11 million shares traded here. Oh, it's actually 93 million shares traded there. So it's a significant amount. But whenever you see that high volume, that's really when you can start seeing these kind of trend reversals. So today we did get a pullback. But we see this common from SPCE where I'll show you the 15 minute chart this morning. So this is a common pattern that I'm seeing from SPCE where it rips in the pre-market gives you that nice high. And so let's say if you're an investor in this stock, a lot of times you want to take a look at some of these pre-market morning highs to maybe see if you can get a sell up there. Maybe it's, especially if you're trying to take some profit, you know, just trying to put this out there for people that are, are trying to get out in this stock or you're trying to take some profit because you're seeing a quick spike that you can t- take some good gains into. And a lot of times what you're going to see is this stock come all the way back down towards the support and then try to come back all the way towards these highs. Uh, the stock does this continuously. I'll show you another time where it did it right here. Guys, this is on the 20th of May, right? Pre-market look, rip up. Then when it comes back to the support, it actually works its way all the way back up. But it, this is a common pattern for SPCE. And I just wanted to point that out this morning. Yeah. And Mitch, if you go back to, to the broader chart here, the like six month or whatever you were on there at first, you know, a, a good 
uh, or even further back. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I do own shares of SPCE. I also sold shares of SPCE back when it was in the, the 40s or 50s. You know, good opportunity again. You know, what's the story, right? That they're going to take passengers to, to space. So this thing was rocketing higher without the catalyst, right? Without the flights to space. So I took the opportunity to, to sell some, take some profits, and then I kept some for, for the long-term story, which we saw the story this weekend, right, of getting that, that space flight to hopefully be able to take passengers up to space. So remember, scale in and scale out of positions. You know, if you chase this thing in the 40s or 50s, you know, you're, you're still underwater here. Um, so, so listen to what Mitch just said. You know, I, I don't think I would be buying in necessarily today because I think maybe we see some dips over the next couple of days. But if you believe in the long-term story, I think they definitely solidified their position over the weekend that they're going to be able to take passengers to space as originally planned. All right. Now, this is one that actually I, I'm, I'm impressed. I got to give uh, a holler to Spencer. He hasn't gotten in this one, but he does like this one. So let's let's give him a, a holler when we can when we see him call out a spec because he doesn't do it often. He does like this IPOE, and so does Chris. What's going on here, Chris? Yeah, so IPOE, you know, their their merger vote date is set for next week, um, or actually this week, the twenty seventh. Um, so they're merging with SoFi, right, a, a fintech company. Um, they also acquired Golden Pacific Bank Corp. Um, which they hope will get them their bank charter um, soon. So that's been the story that Spencer's talked about, right? Is that once they get that banking charter, they're going to be able to do more things. And they're also going to be able to, you know, uh, lend their money. They're going to be able to offer lower interest rates. Some of the things that a normal fintech company can't do, right? Because they don't have a banking charter. So to me, I don't own a position in this one. I owned calls before. I, I made a nice profit, but those calls did expire, so I got out. But, you know, yeah, Spencer has been calling this one out, and this is one where, Mitch, you know, we haven't seen too much lately of these SPACs really taking off into that merger vote, but I think that this one is just going to have a, a nice positive week. I, I think we're going to see that merger vote go through. And then I think shortly after it goes through, I think shares will continue to, to go higher. I think we could get some immediate analyst um, you know, upgrades right away be, because this is a well-known brand, right? With SoFi in the fintech space and it has a lot of positive things going for it. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was this stock that I brought it up with last week but i was i was talking about the potential for that pattern to change and i'm watching for that i haven't gotten complete confirmation this is starting to give you confirmation now one of the things we need to see is you can't just relate it to one stock right if it's a complete pattern we're going to start seeing multiple of these stocks and when they go into their merger it's been common for it to come back down to support but since they've been hanging off of that support and the mergers are closing i'm looking for that opposite reaction so a lot of these we're going to talk about today we're going to talk about some uh vote dates i think you got to have these on your radar it doesn't mean that you got to get into these but definitely keep them on your radar because if we start seeing this trend change that could be the new trend that you start seeing come through these specs so definitely take a look at this um take a look at the pattern IPOE, I think it starts running into some resistance near 22. But for right now, it doesn't look like it's being stopped at all. It's going to be something to definitely keep an eye out. 
All right, the last one I want to definitely mention today, I definitely saw a bee fly up today. And one of the things that I did is I was doing a pre-market prep into kind of the open today. And I noticed that we had kind of medical devices moving up. Surprisingly, I, I, I look at butterfly, bee fly today and it's up almost 5%. So let's take a look here. Let's see if this can come back roaring. It has come back all the way kind of back down towards these lows that it was back in. And let's say the last day it was down here was the 19th of November. So definitely getting a better attempt than a lot of the people that got stuck in this one, maybe some bag holders in this one. But what's up with B-Fly? Yeah, you know, the, the thing that sticks out for me as this thing has come, you know, down significantly. Um, this has been one that I've been very bullish on from the start. Um, you know, it, it is a could be a, a game changer in the healthcare space, right? Portable ultrasound. But the big questions are, you know, how much can hospitals spend right now? You know, we did just get into a pandemic, um, you know, and, and how much do we see going forward? So I think their their earnings reports could be keys. But really, this thing tested, you know, below $10 recently, and, and it didn't stay below $10 for very long, right? It, it found nice support and it came back up. I, I think this thing starts to move higher again. And as Mitch said, you know, some of the medical device companies, you know, are trading higher. Um, it's in that sector. But to me, you know, the, this is a, a, a game changer in the space portable ultrasounds, it's going to be able to sell, you know, to emerging markets where they don't have ultrasounds, but then also to hospitals where you want to have, you know, more portability in a smaller product than those bulky ultrasound machines. The big question is, you know, how quick uh, is it able to catch on in that market? All right. And I'll mention one more just because it was mentioned in the chat here. And I think it's a good one to definitely keep an eye out for. Um, there it is. I saw it on the gappers list. So let's just go ahead and, and pull up here. Chris's comment also. So TI uh, TSIA is one definitely I would start keeping on the radar. I'm not exactly sure when the, the merge is supposed to go through here. When's it supposed to complete, Chris? Do we have an idea on the on the vote date here? Oh, man, all these people skipping ahead. So TSIA. Um, you know it. There was Chris. Chris is on top. Chris's. Vote date is June. Chris is squared, man. I got to June 3rd. June 3rd is the vote date. This is the, the smart lock company, right? We had the founder June on our show. 3rd. Latch to me, you know, I, I think it's a it's a good play, but I think this one could fall below ten dollars. Um, you know, with that vote date, it just it doesn't have that mass, you know, sexy appeal. You know, with smart locks, right? You, you don't think you know huge, you know, growth or anything. But we we heard from the founder, and also when they reported earnings recently, very, very strong. I thought, um, you know, in the earnings front and the guidance. So we'll, we'll see, you know, and this one already got, it looks like uh, coverage from benchmark last week, a price target of $16. Mm -hmm. um, so already getting some analyst notes. So, uh, you know, something to look forward to there too. What I like about this one is that at least, you know, you're out, right? I mean, if the merger hits and then you get, and you break that 10, I mean, that, that, that can tell you a lot of things, right? And so that's what I would pay attention to this one. I do think that you could see this trend change. Like we're saying, we're trying to point out something a little bit early. So we're not saying the pattern has been kind of really shown up, but it's starting to kind of lead that way. And when I see something kind of leading, I start looking at other charts to see, okay, I see you off of that support right now. Let's see if this change. Let's see if this trend change. Do we get on the third or this maybe the second, this stock starts 
pushing through the $11 price point. That's kind of what I would like to see as a trend reversal to show that, hey, this could actually be a trend that we're seeing in multiple stocks. All right. So I wanted to get into that one just because it was mentioned in the chat. So I want to definitely give a shout out to Chris. The other Chris also in the chat looks like I got to deal with the Chris's squares out there. Looks like they're good in the SPAC game. If you know a Chris, maybe let them know. Come to SPAC's attack. Learn from the other Chris. All right, let's go ahead. Let's keep going. Let's have some fun here, guys. Hit the like, like always, like we like to do. Let's get into, first things first, let's talk about the earnings that are coming up, and then we'll talk about some votes. So, Chris, what's coming up? Yeah, so Mitch, we've got Ride tonight, R-I-D-E, Lordstown Motors. And and this one, you know, I, I did, you know, me and you both talked about this last week and we called this out, right? We had seen three or four days of, you know, positive momentum, shares trading higher, going into the Ford event, right, for the F-150. And to me, that was just too big of a, a red flag to really hold shares of Ride or be bullish going into an event with Ford for this highly anticipated F-150 Lightning unveil. The other thing with earnings tonight, right? So I think maybe we get some new numbers for reservations. But Mitch, I would be a little scared because this thing, you know, finally started trading, you know, over $10, $12 and stuff. What happens if we get an announcement that they want to raise more money tonight? That that would be something Mm. to, to watch. They, they do have that event coming up right in June where they're going to allow analysts, investors, customers to come to their headquarters, tour the factory, test drive the the endurance. But to me, you know, I, I just question if they need to raise more money. And now that share started to see some positive momentum, now may be the time to do it if, if you're Lordstown. Yeah, you know, one thing I'm definitely going to take a look at is, like you mentioned, if that comes out, I mean, that changes the whole story. That changes what we expect to see. Another thing I'm going to talk about is, of course, the timely release, right? Because everyone's looking at that kind of September time to be the release of the endurance truck. Let's see if they talk about how that production is looking, how they're looking to meet that deadline, because I think that's really another another game changer, or it could be a game ender, you know, right? Yeah, no, um, that's that's important to note, Mitch, right? That they have some positives, right? If they can stay on that schedule, but there's also a lot of downside risk, right? If they come off yeah. of that schedule at all. Like at this point, if they can be first to market and stay on that schedule, it's in their best interest. Any wavering there, I, I just see this thing, you know, getting getting the rug pulled out. Same with an offering announcement. Definitely. Let's go ahead and let's get into the next one up. This is one that's definitely on my radar. One that I almost got into last week. Reason why I was looking for something in charging infrastructure. So let's talk a little bit about CHPT here. Yeah, so we have CHPT reporting on June 3rd. Um, For those of you who have watched the show for a while, I've owned ChargePoint shares for a long time. Even back to when this thing, you know, was a SPAC. Uh, as switchback, um, you know, I, I love the charging infrastructure plays going forward, right? It, it's been a major call out from the Biden administration, from Congress, that we need more charging stations. And, and ChargePoint is a leader. Um, I think we see when they announce earnings uh, next week, I think we see strong numbers from them. 
So I, I would definitely want some exposure to some charging infrastructure, you know, in a portfolio. If you don't own electric vehicles, the charging plays are a good way to get exposure to that EV market. Um, it's also, you know, you could pair them right and have some EV plays and some charging plays. So I like CHPT, Mitch, um, you know, and we're going to see that earnings report next week. And, you know, it, it could definitely be an exciting catalyst for shares. What do you think of this uh, this chart? This thing has bounced quite a bit. Yeah, chart wise, I, I definitely do like this chart. Reason wise, you got multiple bottoms there at that 20. So you at least know your line in the sand. Um, line in the sand here, definitely near that 2025. I would look to see if you can come back trending. This is one of those stocks that I'd look, I don't like to get in it unless I'm completely near the support or I've seen a breakout attempt here. And so what I would use is kind of a one weekly chart. This is the daily chart. So now the weekly gets a little bit cleaner, right? You've seen that clear uptrend, then a break of an uptrend, and then a downtrend, and then multiple bottom action here kind of near this 2025. Now, can we break out of this trend? When are we going to break out of this trend? When we break out of this trend, it's going to be off of this first bounce here. You can draw kind of this downtrend here. When can we get back above these levels? This $25 is where I would really want to see it get back above to show that kind of that uptrend action. Now, one thing that you will see is in this whole downturn, it's actually gaining volume. And so that's an actual positive thing to see there. That to me shows that every time it's coming down towards support, there's someone stepping up there and taking a little bit more. It bounces up there. It comes back near their level. They take a little bit more. It bounces up there. It comes back to their level. They take a little bit more. And what they're probably doing is they're slowly but surely raising up their risk line. So that's what I would pay attention to. So maybe we could see this kind of 2150 hold on any pullbacks as we continue to watch it really closely and we see it kind of pop up above 25 is what we'd want to see. Now that we're getting this downtrending in volume, let's let it get back up there through that 25 with a nice volume pop and a push towards this 32.50. Interesting chart to take a look at. I'm definitely going to keep it on watch. I'll let you know when I see that breakout that I'm looking for, and then we'll see if it continues moving. All right, next up, let's get into our votes, our votes, because I know that these are going to be interesting. As we've talked about this pattern that I want to look for, a lot of it is going to have to be watching these votes as they come and as the votes kind of close and then the merger kind of changes over. All right. So what's going on with these, Chris, which ones are the ones to watch out for? What are the votes on our calendar? Yeah. So we already got into IPOE and Mitch, you know, I think important to note what you said, right? That we may see a, a change in the pattern, you know, in the old days, it used to be the these SPACs would run through that merger vote, right? They would uh, charge higher after the vote got completed. And, and now we've seen the opposite, right? Where once the merger vote goes through and that ticker changes, we usually get some downside pressure. But with IPOE uh, this week, we could see that trend flip. And that could lead to some piggybacking where maybe we see some more strength in these SPACs. 
you know, into the vote. So we already dove into IPOE quite a bit. But again, you know, I think this thing trades higher this week. And I think, you know, it's going to have positive momentum going forward. And also once it completes that merger, it still has one of the biggest catalysts out there for the company, right? That bank charter. They have not said that they have gotten that bank charter. And, and I think once they say that, you know, you're going to see so, some major, uh, you know, excitement into that stock because it, it's a game changer for them going forward. So IPOE, keep an eye out. And then we also have a vote this week from STIC on the 28th. I, I do own shares of this. So STIC bringing BarkBox public, right? I mean, Mitch, Mitch, you're a dog owner. You know, we've seen growth of uh, pet ownership during the pandemic grow, right? But also people who, you know, already own pets, you're continuing to, you know, spend money on pets, right? And, and BarkBox is one of those companies where, you know, instead of going to the store, you know, uh, we've seen, you know, Chewy grow their online, right? We've seen even Petco grow their e-commerce business. BarkBox is a monthly subscription service, you know, bringing some things to, to your door for, for your dog. And then they're also growing their in-store items, you know, with partnerships with like Costco, Target, Walmart. So to me, I, I like BarkBox. And, and I think, you know, pet ownership, again, it's another one of those sectors where, you might want something in your portfolio because pet ownership growth looks like it's here to stay. What do you think, Mitch? I think you're muted there. It's Monday after all. It is Monday, man. All right. So as you know from BarkBox, one of the things that I'd mentioned is that they also make a lot of their own toys that they use. I think this is where they see the best margins and their highest margins because if you're able to control the front to end of this kind of box, then that's really when you're going to start seeing the margins increase in their revenue. So that's what I've looked into. One of the things is, you know, if you know BarkBox, they they have multiple kind of offerings. So it's not just one offering. So I think that's interesting, multiple price. And then one of the things is, is of course, it's all about, I think when you, when you talk about these services, it's all about reviews, reviews, reviews. Watch how that continues to move in BarkBox. BarkBox has some of the best reviews out there in the pet industry. I think that's what you keep your eyes out on. And we'll see. Does this trend change? Like we talked about, off support, off support, off support. Do we get the vote and all of a sudden get a pop? That's what I would look for. Yeah, definitely. And then up next, we, we turn a little to June, right? So we're going to have the Memorial Day holiday next Monday. Markets closed, but then once June hits, we get several SPAC votes. So we wanted to highlight them today. I'm going to share, you know, some of the news and, and Mitch can take a look at that chart. You know, again, just some opinions here on maybe how some of these trade. But remember, pay attention to IPOE this week. It could be a, a leader in, in seeing how the trend has reversed. So on the third, we're going to get votes for JIH, Janus International, which is a, a leading global manufacturer and supplier of turnkey self-storage, commercial and industrial building solutions. And then we also get the vote for TSIA for latch, smart locks for buildings, which we already alluded to earlier in the show. You know, Mitch, JIH has been a decent performer, um, trading at 1270 today. This thing, you know, really only hit a high of like $15. And it came down a little bit, back down to 11. But this thing, since announcing that merger, it has not come down to 10. 
you know, unlike some of these other ones. So what do you think of this chart on JIH? So I don't do the on, I'm going to unmute there. <laughs> but um, yeah, JIH, to tell you the truth, I mean, this doesn't look like the other charts, right? Exactly. And so to me, I'd actually be more on the on the fence of, whoa, what's going on here? I, to me, I do not like that it's downturning here. And so I would have to say maybe the pattern that we known sticks to this one. And so maybe it's not all of them that we're seeing here. And so this is another thing to keep an eye out for just in case you get a pullback here in JIH is that this one's already on the uptrend and now it's starting to turn back down in this week. Something that I would not want to see going into the merger is on that downturn. What I want to see is more support, touch, support, touch, support, touch, close merger, and then a spike, not up, 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 up trend, and then vote comes in, and then it could crack down towards the support. That's not what I would want to see. So this one is one that I'd be careful in. But as you said, it has been trending upwards. And in an environment like this, it's hard to find a, a chart like this in specs. Yeah, and really, you know that sector, Mitch, right? It's self-storage. You know, you look at like a peer storage and, and some of these other peers, right? They're, they're not sexy plays, but they make a, a ton of money, right? I mean, self-storage, you're, you're just counting on, you know, getting people to, to pay that monthly rate and then that's all you're doing, right? You know, so it, it's a good money driver. So maybe this thing, you know, just it, it sees some positive momentum, um, but definitely worth watching and making sure it does not break that, that $10 level. And then on June 4th, we have GIX. So GIX, we had them on the show, of course. Um, so this is uh, Gig Capital 2, which is bringing two companies public. So Up Health and Cloud Break. So you're getting digital healthcare and, and also telehealth. And, you know, we, we talk healthcare all the time, right? Uh, growing trend. And then also telehealth, right? The pandemic has accelerated the, the growth of telehealth. The other thing, Mitch, I liked from this interview we did was that they had nice exposure to international territories compared to, you know, maybe a Teladoc or some of these other players that are largely based in the U.S. This thing traded up to like 12, um, you know, on that deal announcement, but since then has fallen. But, you know, Mitch, I'm just seeing this thing trade, you know, just pretty flat, you know, right around that $10 level and not, you know, really breaking it and not really going higher. So uh, tell us more about this chart on GIX. Yeah, so one of the things that I'd look on GIX is that really opposite the, the trend that I've been talking about, I want to be seeing on this one is that bottoming action going into the vote. And so let, that's what I'll be paying attention to. Can we hold on $10 and you have an out plan? To me, you, you, you hold on as tight as you can towards that $10. And I mean, as long as you can have a minimal risk and look for a potential move back up here, I think it's not a bad looking chart to definitely uh, take an approach for risk and return kind of trade here. I'm not the biggest bull on this company just because I feel like at the end of the day, there's a lot of competition out there. But at the end of the day, we all know competition doesn't just mean a stock doesn't go up. And so we need to pay attention here to see when the merger is closed, do we get that push, immediate push. And one of the things that you can clearly see is decline in volume, decline in volume, decline in volume. 
you need some volume to come back into this thing. Let's talk uh, what, what kind of share size we'd be looking for. About 6 million to 8 million shares traded is what I'd look for in GIX. Yeah, and then up next we have on June 7th, FSRV. FSRV is bringing Catapult public. We did an interview with Catapult too. And remember, they're, they're the company where you go to buy a product on a site and, you know, you can get approved to make monthly payments instead of buying the item outright. So this is, you know, a, a fintech play, a, a credit play. The the thing that's exciting for me here, Mitch, and maybe you can pull up um, the, the Wayfair chart as well, right, is Wayfair on, on their last earnings report, ticker W, you know, really blew um, things out of the water, right? And this is a company, Catapult, that, that partners with Wayfair, right? So if you go to Wayfair, you're able to use Catapult to, to buy those products. So could this be a pair trade? The next time Catapult reports earnings, could we see, you know, that positive momentum from Wayfair's last quarterly earnings report, you know, transition into there? So that's something I'm watching. What do you think, Mitch, on uh, Catapult and Wayfair here? not even here um, <laughs> i so, was like i don't see you but i saw the mouse moving but i was like so, i don't hear so if you look at, at at wayfair you'll see a quick push up there from 300 so definitely showing some resistance to breaking down here and a clear uptrend on the weekly now let's go ahead and let's go back to looking at fsrv here and so one of the things that i'd point out is that i do like how it kind of did this big push up and then now starting to kind of get this kind of downtrending look here. And one of the things that I see happen a lot is kind of a gap fill and then a gap pushed back up, right? And so this stock had a huge gap right here between uh, the 17th of December and the 18th of December. This stock spiked on what? My birthday. I, I, I got I to gotta give thanks to, to whoever spiked this stock on my birthday. Should have given me some shares, man. But all right. But as we get, we actually cleared that gap back down. You see right here, this drop right here, this big drop, it actually clears the whole gap. And that's what you want to see a lot of the times. So now that that gap's been filled, let's see if we can get back through that support that it broke down, which was right around here around this $12 where we made that flush back down. Now we're above the 12. You want to see kind of this sideways trend like you're getting right now at 12 and then a push back up through 13. I like this one because it is like we're talking about off support near that merger date. And I do like the story. You, you mentioned it. It's it's a story of, of kind of getting things on a lower monthly payment approach. And one of the things that I think you're going to start seeing is some people not, not being afraid to maybe take some bigger purchases and, and, and take them on a monthly payment. I mean, I don't think there's a, a big problem with that as long as you know, you know what you're getting into. And one of the things that I think you're going to see is that a lot of people have like this pent up demand to just buying. I don't even think it's just what they're buying. They're just, they just want to buy. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and so uh, I'm going to look to see if Wayfair continues going, maybe FSRV continues that trend. Another thing to pay attention to, like you mentioned, is Wayfair as a partner. If you see a huge downturn in Wayfair, maybe you know you keep your eye on F FSRV to see if it kind of has that relationship in the trading-wise. Yeah, right. definitely. And then so 
On June 9th, we have Kappa. Kappa merging with QuantumSci. It's the first next-gen protein sequencing platform. This company is led by Dr. Jonathan Rothberg, who also founded Butterfly Network. The things that stand out for me with this one, right, is, you know, it could be a long-term play, but that commercial launch is not scheduled till 2022, and really the home testing not until 2024. So this thing has already broke the $10 level. And unfortunately, this is one where once that vote goes through, I just see it breaking $10 because not a lot of people are buying the growth names for you know three or four years out anymore. You want something that's exciting right now or already has that growth. So to me, Kappa, you know, it, it just could keep, you know, trading down once that vote goes through. What do you think, Mitch? Yeah, this is one you got to keep an eye out because it's a, it has a potential. I mean, look where it went up to. And I think this is the day that Kathy was even buying it, I think, on that push. So this is there's also a, a huge overhead supply, but it might be actually a lot of it that, by that one one buyer that got in there. And so that all actually shows that there might not be too much overhead supply if we get to pop back up. So this is one that I, I definitely think, like Chris is mentioning, you got to be careful because you've already broken the 10. I mean, if it goes through nine, eight, seven, we've already seen certain SPACs get these back and then get down to those levels, right? And so that's that's you got to be careful about that right off the top. But I definitely think if you can get a pop back up to 11 and get volume volume because look look at the volume guys we're talking less than three hundred thousand shares most of the days and so what what do you need you need to see a volume at least like this on the second day of that big volume push you got four million shares traded almost five million shares traded there and then on that big volume push you had 39 million shares traded let it let a drive come back through this 11 with let's say higher than this 4 million shares traded, I definitely will start being interested in Kappa. But until I see that volume come back in, it's probably going to be a dog because the volume is not in the stock. No one's stepping up to take some risks down here. And so you don't want to be maybe that person that steps up there and then catches a falling knife. And then another one very similar to, to Kappa, we have VGAC. Uh, VG acquisition, you know, this one was rumored to be bringing Virgin Orbit public, a, a space company, a satellite play, but instead announced 23andMe. And this thing has traded down since it announced 23andMe. It's broken the $10 level and now just kind of trading flat. The, this is one where I just, I don't think it gets that pop on the on the merger um, vote. And unfortunately, you know, it, it does have you know, some catalysts down the road of being able to turn its uh, database into maybe some drugs. But until then, it, it just doesn't have that that growth profile. Um, you know, so probably a, a very similar chart, um, you know, Mitch, if you want to hit on that. Very similar chart there, guys. Very similar charts. About the same thing. You know, one of the things is, I, I think this was one of those kind of big big kind of stocks where you got some people stuck in this one right now near the 1255s near kind of this this push again where it got a pull back here so around 13 and then on this breakout through the 15s there's going to be some people that got flushed out through that 15 or maybe stuck there so let's see when this one gets back up through 11 if we can get a big volume to start pushing back 
kind of volume we're looking for is 9 million shares traded to get this one right back up there through the 11s and then start pushing through the resistance, which will be the first one up there at 12. And then on June 11th, we have a vote that, that I'm excited for. We have ACTC bringing Proterra public. I recently bought shares of ACTC. Uh, I still think we see some electric bus announcements from Joe Biden and the administration. Remember, he virtually toured the Proterra factory, um, you know, and also someone on the ACTC SPAC team is now part of the Joe Biden clean energy uh, transition team. So I think there's some strong catalysts there. Um, you know, I think electric buses is a, a huge story going forward. And, you know, this is one where I think it could get some positive momentum on, on that merger vote. What do you think, Mitch? Yeah, this one I'd pay attention for a pullback towards 14, but that wouldn't really scare me. That'd actually be looking better if it hung out there by this 11th date um, so that it could just be near that support, near that gap down that you see here to the left, this big gap. If it could be near that gap, near this 14, I would really like it because then you can measure down right underneath it towards this 13.25 or maybe 13.75s and then look to see if we can get a trend back up through this 18. I think the 18 is going to be vital. If it gets back up there with some good volume, and like Chris said, maybe a contract comes out or something like that comes out, that's what I could see really turning around this story right now as it's been in a sideways story since about, I would say, the 4th of March. And so you're talking, you know, you got in your one month, your two months, your three months look. Like I've talked about, a lot of times we get these three-month trends and then the trend comes back. So let's see if this happens here. And then the, the next two, I don't want to spend too much time on because we're running out of time here. FAII on June 15th for ATI Physical Therapy and CRSA on June 16th for LiveVox, a call center technology. Neither one of those really stands out in my opinion. Mitch, I want to talk, you know, you said charging infrastructure and looking for your portfolio. On June 21st, we have CLII uh, voting on their merger with EVGO. So this is an interesting one because it's not quite as big as ChargePoint yet, but they're actually the leader in fast chargers. So DCFC, Direct Current Fast Charging Network, and they're a major partner with General Motors for their new platform of you know charging stations. And then also Tesla has the superchargers, right, where you can charge just Teslas. In order to charge a Tesla at a, a regular charging uh, station, you have to have an adapter. And, and uh, EV, EVGO is one of the leaders in having those Tesla charging adapters. So I think having that relationship with General Motors and with Tesla, they're also partnered with Lyft and Uber, right? Which we talk about, you know, the rideshare companies, you know, needing a, a network. This is an exciting one for me and one that I've looked at recently because it's pulled back quite a bit and you have it trading at 11 and maybe the charge point earnings uh, next week end up being a catalyst for the whole charging sector. What do you think, Mitch? perfect stock to keep your eyes on right i mean at the end of the day you have the environment to help it right everyone's talking about these plays everyone's talking about how we need more and more then you have the technicals to come off of it right here off the support and then you you've talked about it the fundamentals that this company has behind it is a lot of kind of these fundamental deals that could get bigger and bigger as they keep growing so i'd pay attention to that of course 
if a big contract comes out, that that would extremely stand out. But I, I like it because at the end of the day, um, if we looked at it, the other plays, what we want to see is that play right off support clearly drawn support right here underneath it at kind of this uh 1075 1080 area and let's see if it holds that 1075 that's what i would want to see i wouldn't want to see this one testing 10 near that 21st and so what you would want to see is kind of a sideways trend here and holding this 1075 and then getting that push back up there that would get me excited and an interesting one to to, to keep an eye out because i think at the end of the day um, if these are going to come back roaring in the kind of these charging infrastructure plays, I think you're going to see a lot of them come back roaring. It's not, I don't think it's going to be just one that just becomes an all right winner here. So keep your eyes on all of these plays to catch the first move. Yeah. And Mitch, this turns into, you know, my own portfolio, right? Cause I own CHPT charge point, which has the most charging stations. But the question could be, would you rather own the company that has the most charging stations or would you rather own the company that has the most fast charging stations? I mean, where do we think this is going in the future? So to me, CLII with the fast chargers and those relationships, I think could actually be the stronger play. And that's coming from someone who owns CHPT shares and not CLII yet. So just full transparency there. I think CLII could be the better the better play with its growth. So, um, but that was a look at uh, you know our calendar. It's 11.59. We're, we're running out of time here. You know, the, the thing I would say, Mitch, is, you know, as I went through these stocks and we pulled up those charts, you know, using Benzinga Pro, and then also you can get your headlines on Benzinga Pro to see why a stock is moving. For those watching that don't know about Benzinga Pro, we do have a, a offer going on right now where you can get Benzinga Pro, the, the lowest price I've seen it, $9.97 for the first month with the code 30 days. Guys, Benzinga Pro, I mean, it, it is a great tool to use. You saw Mitch use those charts. You see all the headline news. You, you get occasional headlines from me, you know, on why a SPAC is moving. Also, you get the articles that I write right there in the news feed under each ticker. The, this seems like a no-brainer to add Benzinga Pro to your portfolio of tools. So uh, just want to share that offer with our loyal viewers here. And then also, Mitch, I know we've got a contest going on, which it looks like you've got that link in the chat, how to win a free share of Tesla. So guys, lots of exciting things going on at Benzinga. What? Benzinga Pro for $9.97, and you can get a share of Tesla for $0 if you Zero. win. Zero. So exciting. But how do you do that? You got to hit the gleam. Got to hit the gleam, guys. You'll see the link in the chat pinned up there. You guys can go ahead and hit that. I'll give you guys some, some a little a little extra. If you go and you put slime raz, that's the secret code there, guys. We'll get you guys some extra entries. And I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I keep saying this. I'm Jason, slide me those Tesla because <laughs> I want one. So I might have to enter the competition myself. Because I, I, I've always wanted at least a, a piece of Tesla. I mean, regardless if you're a bull bear, I mean, there's nothing like getting a free share of Tesla. I mean, send it on over, right, Chris? Exactly. That's, I've never owned Tesla shares. I can say that, but I've always looked at it, right? It's that one where you always think, hey, I need some Tesla in my portfolio, right? It's a great company. It's got great growth. So to me, getting a free share of Tesla you know, that, that seems like a no-brainer too, right? And all you have to do is enter that contest. 
And once we hit 100,000 subscribers on Benzinga's YouTube, we'll be doing that drawing. And what was that code? Slime Raz? Slime them. Hopefully that's some foreshadowing of what's about to happen (laughs) when we hit 100,000 subscribers. So, guys, another thing to look forward to, uh, hopefully on video, will be that uh, sliming. Um, But another great show. Great insight, guys. Smash the like. We tried to share, you know, the upcoming calendar and what to look forward to to give you some trading ideas. We'll have some interviews later on this week, so stick with SPACs Attack. And also stay tuned. Power Hour coming up right now. Power Hour coming up, guys. You guys are going to be – if you want to learn a little bit more about some options, options. trading – Options, options, today, options, options. Check I'm gonna it be out on the in. Power Hour. I'll go ahead and I'll leave you guys here with the 100K sub uh, trailer here. At the end of the day, guys, really excited to get towards this. We need to make it towards the end of the week here. It cannot hit June 10th. If it hits June 10th and I still haven't gotten to 100,000, guys, you guys might not see me no more. And we don't want that, right? We, we don't do want, not that. want that. No that one will be that. that will be that one year day for me that my one year in Benzinga and I'll tell you right now guys I am hitting this goal let's freaking go let's freaking go